Welcome to the Love Reaching Community's Sermon of the Week. For more information pertaining to the life of the church, please visit our website at lrcchurch.co.za. I heard, a, heard a, someone preach about uh, Psalm 100, which is what I'm basing my preach on this morning, and he touched on verse 3, and I've used that as a, as a starting point for what, I, what I'm doing today. His name's Alistair Briggs, and he spoke about five, four minutes in a preach around knowing God, and we worship based on what we know, not based on what we feel. And I want you to keep that in your mind this morning as we go through. So I'm going to start by reading Psalm 100. It's short. It's five verses. So it should be quite quick. So it says, make a joyful noise. Oh, sorry, let me, I'm reading New King James. Make a joyful shout unto the Lord, all the, all the lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before His presence. Know that the Lord, He is God. It is He who has made us, and we, have, we not ourselves. We are His people and the sheep of His pasture. Enter His gates with thanksgiving and His courts with praise. Be thankful to the Lord and bless His name, for the Lord is good and His mercy is everlasting and His truth endures for all generations. Isn't that a beautiful description of our God? And this morning I want to just break this up into its parts. Uh, there are 10, if you break it up, there are 10 parts I can quickly speak on. I could do 10 weeks. I'm going to try and keep it to 15 minutes. Um, so let's go. The, the first one, verse 1, says, make a joyful noise. If you're a parent or you've ever babysat, you'll, you'll know this experience where you're driving in a car and suddenly from the back, ah, there's this big scream. And your, your heart jumps and you're like, well, well, what's going on? What's happened? Is, are the kids killing each other? One of them get their hands stuck out the car or something. And actually the, your one child says, daddy, 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 there's a cow. You see, that's, that's what he's saying here when he says, shout to the Lord with joy. It's the shout of, I'm so excited for what I've seen. I'm so excited for this thing. That's what he's saying when he says, make a joyful noise unto the Lord. We make this shout of expression like a child would. If you want to go read more, Psalm 66, 1 verses 1 through 4, Psalm 95, Psalm 98, all speak about the same thing about making a joyful noise. We shout with joy and with glee. We have this, one of the translations actually says, or one of the original words says, we, we, you split the ears of those who are hearing. That's what it means. We shout like that. I wasn't going to do this. I was, well, I was umming and ahhing. Shall we do this? Let's actually give this a try. Okay, so in a moment, I'm not going to use the mic. Let's give God a shout like it says here. Now, remember what I said as I started? We, we praise God based on what we know. Not based on what we feel. We don't do this shout because of what we feel, but because of what we know about God. So take a second. What, think about something you know about Him, His love, His patience, His greatness, His majesty. And on the count of three, we're going to just give a shout. One, two, three. Yeah! Thank you, Jesus. It's pretty simple, isn't it? That's what He's saying we do. Uh, verse 2a says, serve the Lord with gladness. You. Will you come up? So I've asked one or two guys just to come and give a short testimony or something they know about God by experience. So Hugh's going to do the first one, and it aligns with this. I've got one and a half minutes. So I'll read from the text. Psalm 100, verse 4. Enter his gates, presence with thanksgiving. Lamentations 2, sorry, 3, verse 22 to 24. God's faithfulness, love, mercy will always continue. No matter what challenges, disappointments you face, they, 
faithfulness, love and mercy will always be there for every new morning or day. God is all I have to face these challenges. And so in him I put my trust. I worked for a company for 57 years. Over the, over the 52 years of my spiritual journey, I have come to see God's faithfulness, love and mercy working through me and in my personal life and in my work environment. What faithfulness. He would give love, care for his people and he would be faithful and bring direction and influence. It is amazing at this time of my life that I can look back over the 52 years and see how God had played the, game, played the chess game of life around me to influence my decisions. My predecessors of the company, not all Christians, but men of integrity, their philosophy was people before profit. We embraced this as the company's ethos going forward. Our responsibility was to use our God-given professional talents to care for the well-being of 500 people. Whenever things got a bit tough, difficult, I would ask God, what is out there? What are we going to change or do? From the least expected and unknown sources, God would provide long-term financial viable projects that would financially carry the business and the people for the next 20 years until my retirement. God would provide us with innovative ideas that would make us leaders in the field of, of our expertise. New products and techniques would be developed. When you have the peace of God and the creative mind of Christ, things will happen. The business was sold to an international company and after my retirement, the business changed. The approach to business was profit first, people indispensable. This division has since downsized. Involve God in everything you do. No hidden agendas or deceitful motives when doing anything concerning your life and especially when dealing with other people's lives. Through God's grace and favor and thankful hearts, he will be faithful and always sustain and comfort you. Thanks, you. So, <laughs> it was perfect. It was perfect. So Hugh spoke about his career, and when I, when I chatted with him beforehand, he mentioned two things. He said God is faithful, which he spoke about, and the second thing that he said, uh, uh, let me read it to make sure I get it right. It said in a message to me, he said, I shall not want but God. And that is beautiful. And that's the second part. It says here, serve God with gladness. We serve him, and the word serve there leads, means exactly that. We serve them. And I, I was thinking around, and I've used this example before. There is a profession which serves. It's called a waiter. When we wait on God, Isaiah 40 verse 31, those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. That's what waiting on God means. That's what it means you serve. And you're paying attention. A good waiter pays attention to what God's doing. He pays attention. If we're standing here before God, we worship, we sing praise, and we pay attention to what he's doing. And in that, as you said, we know that our God is faithful. When we do that, because knowing that he is faithful, knowing that he comes through, knowing that we need nothing else but him, as you so eloquently put it. Hebrews 12, verses 28 to 29. Go read it. I say, I, 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 yeah, go read it. Uh, it fits in there very nicely. Second part of verse, two, of verse 2 says, Come into his presence with singing. 
This word singing means a joyful song. Note it doesn't say a beautiful voice. It's a joyful voice, a joyful song. Doesn't ask for a three-part harmony. Doesn't ask for every single note on key. This doesn't expect you to be able to sing in order to do a joyful noise. Joy is not about how we sound, it's about the state of our heart. Colossians 3 verse 16 speaks about us coming together and it says singing praises and hymns and spiritual songs with thanksgiving in our hearts to God. That's the way we approach him. Knowing what he's done, knowing who he is. Verse 3a, so I've split it up. The first part of verse 3 says know that the Lord, he is God. Now really he's touched on this a little bit. We don't worship based on what we feel. We worship based on what we know. You see our feelings have this ability to misguide and mislead us. And we can't trust and rely on them. What we can trust and rely on is this. Because it is true. It is honest. It stays consistent, as it says at the end, from generation to generation. So we worship God based on what we know from Scripture and what we see and what we have experienced through personal experience. Jess, want to come up? Morning, everyone. So one of the things that God is to me is peace. And um, Isaiah 26 verse 3 says that he will keep in perfect peace him whose mind has stayed on you because he trusts in you. And um, when I was pregnant with Olivia, we were worried that one of her toes was a bit abnormal or possibly deformed. And um, even though it sounds like a small thing, it was really overwhelming because, I mean, we don't know what that would mean for her future. Would she be able to walk normally? Would she be able to dance or play sport or all those things? And so because I was so overwhelmed, I had to focus on what I knew about God. So I had to focus my mind on him to stay my, make my mind stay on him and um, trust in him. A few weeks after the initial scan, we saw that uh, she had 10 perfect toes, so God had healed her. And so because I had focused my mind on him and trusted in him, God became my peace. And Olivia means peace. <laughs> So there's something that we know about God. And there's other things that you'll have experienced and that you'll read in scripture that you know about him. Second part of verse three says, it is he who made us and not, not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. So I'm not even gonna speak on this point, Taps. Hi. Um, Heath asked me, what do I know about God? And the thing that stood out to me when he first asked me is that I know that God knows me intimately because he made me. He created me. And in Psalm 139, a lot of us know this from verse 13. It says, for you created my innermost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place. When I was woven together in the depths of the earth, your I saw my unformed body and all the days ordained for me were written in your book of life. So God knew the mistakes I was going to make. He knows the mistakes I have made and he still chose to make me and he still chooses to love me. So, so hopefully we're already getting excited before we continue about stuff we know about God, either from experience with Hugh, experience with Jess, own experience, what Tabs has read from God knowing us. Hopefully we're starting to get a little excited and it's out of this point of excitement that we can actually worship. 
The next one says, enter his gates with thanksgiving. And this word thanksgiving means to lift or extension of the hand in adoration. And one of the other translations says it's a sacrifice of praise. And a sacrifice of praise happens when we don't feel like it. When we're in the trial and the fire and the furnace, we choose to worship. When our emotions and our feelings say, sure, I don't feel like it because of whatever reason, we choose to worship, knowing who God is. Isaiah, sorry, Psalm 50 verses 12 to 15 speaks about a sacrifice of praise. The second part of verse 4 says, and we enter his courts with we enter his courts with praise. And this means to be foolish in our praise. It means to be what others would perceive as being silly. It is a word that's commonly used in the Old Testament about how we praise, about the way we praise. In 1 Chronicles 29, David, it is in his very last kind of public prayer that's recorded, he, he says, he speaks about who God is and just painting God in this big picture as what God actually is. And then he uses this word and he says, I will, oh, he talks about Israel because he's in front of Israel. We will praise you. We will foolishly praise you because of who you are. And he says, we'll do it among the nations. We foolishly pray, praise him. And that's what, something we, that, that might seem difficult. It is. But again, the difficulty comes because our feelings are saying, well, what's that person next to me thinking? And what is someone out there going to think when I do this or when, if you're not used to raising your hands, when I raise my hands, when we shouted earlier, we get concerned about what other people think. That's our feelings. It's not our spirit. We've got to let our spirit take control. The last part of verse 4 says, bless his name. This bless means to kneel, to fall on our knees in adoration. Psalm 96 verse 6 speaks about kneeling down before God. It says, come let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord our God, our maker. And again, we do it, why? Because of what we know about him. The, psalm, the psalmist then ends in verse 5. And if we haven't got enough to consider, if we haven't heard enough and we haven't seen enough, he ends it saying, you want to know about God? He says this, for the Lord, he is good. His mercy is everlasting and His truth endures to all generations. The Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting and His truth endures to all generations. So if we've got nothing else, we've got that to hang on this morning. If nothing else. So in closing, I want to read that the band are going to start coming up. Please don't get distracted. They're getting, getting ready so we can worship straight after this. So I want to read this psalm from a slightly different version. Um, it expands a bit more. So listen carefully. So don't get distracted. Just listen to what it's saying. Shout unto the Lord. Burst eardrums with your shouts. Let him hear your joyful noise. In your joy, serve the Lord as you worship him. Do it with glee. Come into his presence. Gaze upon his face. Sing your joyful song. Know that the self-existent one, Jehovah, the one only, so he is the only supreme God. He made us. It was not our doing. We are his people, a part of his tribe, the sheep that he tends. Lift up your hands. Bring your sacrifice of praise as you enter his gates. Praise Him with foolish abandon as you enter His courts. Fall on your knees in adoration at the sound of His name. 
For I, eternal God, He is good. There is no end in sight to His kindness and favor. They are, etern- they are for eternity. His truth, the firm rock on which we stand, remains steady and true in every generation. That's the God we serve. And it's that God that we stand this morning as we go back into worship and we can choose to worship, not based on what I feel, not based on the week I've had or what I know is coming, but based on what we know about God. This morning, take one, take 30 seconds, 15 seconds. Could you say, Lord, I love you. Show me something about you. you. Find something in your life or you know from scripture. If nothing, listen to what people have said this morning. Take a moment that there's something about God that you can cling to knowing that he is God. Welcome to the Love Reaching Community's Sermon of the Week. For more information pertaining to the life of the church, please visit our website at lrcchurch.co.za.